hard to guess who's going to be next. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. He's the only one worthy uh, to be lifted up and glorified. Amen. Uh, welcome to uh, the lesson five of Engaging God's Word, uh, the book of Hebrews. Tonight we'll be talking about God's promised rest. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we want to uh, uh, welcome everyone that's, that's here tonight. Amen. Glad you showed up. Uh, everybody that's online, amen, you're all welcome. And, and I'm, my prayer tonight is that, that the people of God will be anointed, that you will be anointed, amen, in your comments and your participation, amen. It, it's, a, it's very important uh, that uh, we be engaged, amen. That's, that's the, the, I guess, the ultimate theme of this uh, uh, book series uh, because there's several different uh, books of the Bible that you can get uh, you know, in this, uh, we're just happen, happen to be doing Hebrews tonight, but engaging God's word. And uh, when you get engaged, when you get involved, uh, uh, it helps you to learn uh, more. Amen. Uh, doing is uh, a whole lot better than just listening. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to go ahead and start uh, and uh, read the, uh, the text tonight. And we'll read it together. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 4. We'll begin at verse 1, and then we'll read all the way down to uh, verse 13. Uh, the Bible says, therefore, and we can read this together. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Since, therefore, it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day, today, saying, through David, so long afterward, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts. 
For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's, that's some meaty word there, isn't it? Man, you can pour some gravy over that. Oh, man, you can, you can just feast on that. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have a, a, a short little video to begin with. Uh, if you can cue that up. Amen. Amen. Have you? Any, has anyone ever had a, a day like that where you're you, you, you're tired and and uh, and you're just fumbling over yourself and and you know and because of maybe a lack of rest? Well, much can be said about the need for rest in this 24/7, 365 age that we live in. Uh, there's entertainment and activity going on all hours of the day, and we burn the candle at both ends, and it seems we can never get the rest. We need. Amen. And I'd like to point out that God is a holistic healer. God uh, wants us to also rest holistically, body, mind, and spirit. We're more, more associated with the body's rest, but have you had your mind just so tired that you couldn't think? Amen. Have, have, has your spirit ever been just worn out, you know, from spiritual battles? Amen. Amen. God wants to heal his mind, body, and soul and give us peace and rest that way as well. Now, this condition is also an indicator of the weariness of our soul and the fatigue of our spirit. Just as we have to make time to rest our physical body, we must also make time to rest the inward man or the inward self. Amen. Sometimes you got to force yourself to, to stop and slow down and, and take some rest on your, for your inner man. When God finished the six days of creation, he rested on the seventh day. Uh, the Bible uh, in Hebrews we just read was referring to Genesis 2 and 2. Uh, and on the seventh day, God finished from his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. The Hebrew, Hebrew word Sabbath literally, literally means rest. Amen. That, that's, that's what it means. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 27 the Bible says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, 
not man for the Sabbath. God created that for us, not for us to, to follow the Sabbath all around, you know, and trying to, trying to keep it, but it was made for us, for our benefit, amen? God had, had originally intended his people to enter into his rest after leaving Egypt, because, but because of their unbelief, they could not receive it, amen? So they, they missed out on it because of unbelief. True rest is only available to God's people. Amen. The world can't have this. Amen. Unless you know uh, Jesus Christ, you cannot have this kind of rest. Amen. This is a, this is a, a members only benefit. Praise the Lord. So uh, when we trust the work he has done for us at the cross, then we can rest assured and be at peace. Amen. 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 At the end of the day, when you lay down at night, you can rest assured that maybe you didn't have a perfect day. And maybe you had some slip ups. Maybe you had a lousy day. Maybe you just blew it a couple of times. Amen. But because of faith in Christ, we can go back to the altar. We can go back and say, God, I'm sorry. We can say, God, help me to do it better next time. Amen. We and then we can go to sleep. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we are the people of the New Testament. Amen. We, we have a New Testament, which is better, a better covenant than the Old Testament. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Amen. It's all in Christ. Amen. Remember Hebrews, it's, all, it's a point, the central figure of Hebrews is Jesus Christ. The central figure of the whole Bible is Jesus Christ. Amen. In Matthew 11, uh, verses 28 to 30, Jesus exhorted us to enter into his rest, saying, Verse 28, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, I got uh, another video that I wanted to show you tonight. Amen. And it will be queuing up here momentarily. Amen. Praise the Lord. As important as it is to work out and be physically fit, you also need to rest your muscles so they have time to recover from the intense workouts. The same holds true for our souls. In fact, Jesus invites us to that rest saying, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew 11, 28, and 29. Notice, most religions say do, but Jesus says come. He's done all that needs to be done for salvation. When you receive his salvation, you can rest knowing you are safe with him now and for eternity. But it doesn't end there. Throughout your life, he will teach you and you will find rest in knowing him and his love and care for you. Today, come to Jesus, talk to him, listen to him, and rest in his presence. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, in the scripture uh, text we read, we also talked, it also talked about the word of God itself, how that uh, it can help us uh, to, to achieve this rest, because the word working on us, amen, is like a a two-edged sword. Amen. Look at it like a scalpel, a doctor's scalpel. A scalpel 
is not like a, uh, a sawzall that cuts through walls. Amen? A scalpel is a precision instrument designed to cut out the, the bad stuff in your body and to, and to heal it. Amen? Sometimes the word cuts to heal. Amen? It's not, an, you know, it's, it's not a contradiction. Amen? The, the word will cut you just at the right place to promote healing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Knowing and applying God's word is the key to entering and remaining in God's rest. God's word has a way of digging into our motives, whether they be pure or ulterior, whether they be in pursuit of Christ or in pursuit of uh, selfish desires. Hebrews 4.11 says, let us strive to enter God's rest. That's not an oxymoron now, but it reflects the faith struggle we all go through in trying to trust God. It's saying, you got to work to rest. It means we, we can't uh, let up on, on our faith journey. Amen. We got we to gotta stay in the fight and stay in the struggle. When we do that, when we're fighting as hard as we can uh, in our faith, we're resting. Amen. amen. Because in our faith, amen, that we, uh, you know, we uh, have everything in Christ. Amen. Our faith keeps us connected. Our faith helps us uh, in this life journey that we walk through. Amen. Amen. Now, someday we will finally realize the fullness of the rest of God only that, that only God can give when we reach heaven. When we, when we are translated uh, from this life to the next, when we uh, reach immortality from this old mortal body. Uh, we'll finally reach that ultimate rest. Amen. In this life, we have to strive for it. Amen. But in the next life, it, it will be in the fullness of God's rest. Praise the Lord. Amen. No more sickness, no more pain, no more hand wringing, no more worry, no more, no more uh, fretting over or things that happen in life. Amen. Amen. There's coming a day when it'll be a lot easier. Amen. But we got to pass this test. Amen. We, Amen. you know, I, I like to think about heaven, but we, you know, I got to focus on what I'm doing right now. I, I can't keep my eyes off the road. Amen. You know, I can't, you know, keep looking off, you know, to the left or to the right, or keep looking into the past, the way things were, or keep looking to the future of how it will be. We got to stay focused in the here and now as, as well. Amen. We got to, uh, there's an old song, uh, Lord, I got to make this journey somehow. Amen. Lord, I got to make this journey somehow. Amen. And, and so staying focused on Christ is the way that we do that. And I have one last video uh, that uh, kind of sums everything up. Uh, this young lady, young lady is very articulate. And uh, this video really What's up, guys? So a word of encouragement for you guys today is one of the spiritual weapons that we have in our arsenal as believers is rest. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says his yoke is easy. His burden is light. One thing that uh, Dr. David Jeremiah said, he said busy. The acronym for busy is being under Satan's yoke. 
B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. You can be so busy, 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 busy that you are driving yourself nutso and bananas because at the end of the day, we must always be connected to the source. Everything we do on earth, everything we have here on earth is simply a resource, but it is not the source. So that's even you. You are a resource that God is using to spread his gospel, to spread his love, to manifest the kingdom, but you are not the source, which means that you need to rest, which means that you can't be busy, 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 even with the things of God. The Bible says to protect our heart above all else, for out of it flows the issues of life. That means you must protect your heart. Give it to Jesus and he will give you a priority list of what he wants you to do. Being busy is something that our culture prides itself on. You ask somebody, how's your week going? They're like, man, I've been so busy. I can't wait till Friday because apparently Friday is synonymous with rest. But really, as believers, we should be in the rest of the Lord all the days of our life. There should be a grace upon our lives where we are resting. Does that mean be lazy? No, that does not mean be lazy. What that means is you need to know what you can and what you cannot do. You need to know what you should say yes and what you should say no to. Nobody's going to prioritize your life, prioritize your calling for you. That is something you must do. If you find yourself weary, if you find yourself overburdened, if you find yourself feeling fearful and doubtful and going back and forth in your convictions, I would bet my bottom dollar that you are not in the rest of the Lord. The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. The Bible says that Jesus is seated on the right hand of the father. As far as I know, God has not gotten off his throne. There is a rest that should be upon our lives when we come in relationship with the father. I know that in our culture, we were go-getters. We're hustling. We're trying to get it done, but that is not kingdom. Kingdom is resting, trusting that God is in control, trusting the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, not feeling like you need to be Superman and say yes to every single thing. There is rest in God. There is rest. That is a spiritual weapon in our arsenal. For the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down the strongholds, casting down vain imaginations, every higher lofty thought that exalts itself into the, into the knowledge of God and bringing those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So what does that mean? Sometimes even the enemy will use doing good as a weapon against you. Well, if you love the Lord, you'll say yes to this. If you, this, that, no, 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 no. We take those thought captives. I am enough already in Christ. I don't need to say yes to every single thing. The rest of God is my portion. I trust God with my life. So when you rest, God can work. That's why people took a Sabbath back in the day saying, I trust God is going to be taking care of what I can't take care of when I rest. We should always be in that state as believers. That is my encouragement to you today. I hope it made sense and I wasn't rambling. It made sense in my head and that's something that God is speaking to me right now. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Love somebody. Forgive. Like just be crazy in love with Jesus and let him manifest himself through you. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you on the next one. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know about you, but that ministered to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's time to cover the questions. Amen. Praise the Lord. In uh, the first uh, segment, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 to 2, 
it's uh, the past as a warning. And the first question says, what does the author warn against in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 19, up to uh, Hebrews 4, chap uh, chapter 4, verse 2? Anybody want to take a, a swipe at that one? Right. Against the uh, disobedience of uh, unbelief, having your heart hardened by unbelief and disobedience. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. Yeah. Why uh, is the author's warning still so important for Christians today? Brother Ernie? Right. Amen. We've 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 mixed the the gospel, the good news, with faith. Therefore, we get to enter His rest. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, Liz, did you have a comment? Right. Yeah. It's all connected. <laughs> Amen. And uh, I've had I've had a few instances in my Christian walk where my faith was worn out, and and uh, I, we all have those. You know, we, we it's it, you know it, uh, entering God's rest. It you might be sitting there thinking, uh, you know, you make this sound easy. <laughs> well, it's no, it's not easy. Amen. That's, that's why we're here. That's how, why we're here tonight, studying the Word of God, uh, to make it easier. Amen. Uh, to, to encourage one another. Amen. Uh, to stay in the fight and, and stay in the faith. Praise the Lord. Question three says, why is it not enough only to hear the gospel? Amen. Say again. Right, right. Yeah, anybody else? Uh, Brother Bob? Yeah, that's what, that's uh, clearly stated in the book of James about not being hearers, but doers of the word. But a lot of people don't realize that by doing the work of God is the best rest you can get. Right. Uh, this was also Mm -hmm. and, right. Uh, but uh, he has found that which is yeah. truly useful. Yeah. To be with Jesus and spend time with him. Amen. And uh, hearing the word doesn't save you. <laughs> Believing and doing the word. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Liz? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you... you you more reading the Spirit to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, that uh, just reminded me of something. How many of you have noticed that there's no answer key in the back of the book? 
because there's a lot of different answers to each question based upon your experience. Amen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the word of God is interconnected. There's probably millions of connections going back and forth through each book, through each verse, through each chapter. Amen. Through the whole Bible. There's all kinds of interconnections. Yeah. Yeah. That as well. And the second segment is Hebrews uh, 4, verses 3 to 6. God's past and present rest. God had a past rest. God has a present rest. Uh, ver, uh, question 4 says, according to John chapter 5, 15 to 21, and Ephesians 1, 17 to 21, what sort of work is God continuing to do? Brother Ernie? Yeah, he, yeah. Uh huh. Right. And uh, anybody else have anything? Liz? I put the power of resurrection, which within each of us helps us overcome obstacles. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, another point is that uh, God rested on the seventh day, but uh, he's still working. Yeah. You know, the seventh, you know, God rested after creation, but God's still working now. You know, uh, so, uh, amen. Praise the Lord. Question five says, read John chapter 14, verses 23 to 27. And what aspects of God's rest do you find in this passage? Uh, Liz, go ahead. He desires to communion with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because peace has got to be part of rest, right? Yeah. Amen. Because if you're not at peace, you're not at rest. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right. And, you know, we're in the middle of a war. We're in the middle of spiritual warfare. Amen. But yet we can lay down at night and get a good night's rest because of what he did, because of all that Christ has done. This next segment is from uh, Hebrews 4, verses 7 to 9. The meaning of today. Review Hebrews 4, 1 to 9, 9, and locate and briefly describe the different rests uh, in this passage. The different... Good. Anybody have something else? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's different levels of this thing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that goes back to you know, the holistic look at it. You know, Brother Bob? Brother Dave, uh, just a, uh, a set of mouthful right there. Mm-hmm. He said that, that uh, contentment. Yeah. So the Bible says godliness with contentment mm-hmm. is great gain. Right. So Amen. It sounds like a good contribution by the spirit. Pastor Willie? I, I put that from that war with God. We don't realize that God's wrath is stored up for those who won't trust or believe in him. And verse 3 says, Now we who also have believed enter that rest, just as God has said, So I declared an oath in my anger, they will never enter my rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't think about it, but God gets angry. And God does have wrath. And right. Right. Amen. Amen. That's an awesome thought. <laughs> Praise God. Why is the author suggesting, what is the author suggesting when he says a Sabbath rest remains? It means we have rest right now, but there's another rest Another Sabbath rest that remains. Go ahead. And it, it, it's a kind of pointing towards the future. Amen. Uh, when Christ returns, we'll enter into that, in that rest that remains. We'll, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a better rest coming. Amen. It's like uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as being a, an earnest of our inheritance. Being partakers of the Holy Spirit in this life, we got a small portion of what it shall be on the other side. Like earnest money, when you uh, when you buy a house, you put down some earnest money. You, you put down a little bit, you know, saying this is the this is uh, a good faith that I'm going to pay the rest of it. Amen. And God says here, I give, I'm giving you a little bit now, but you're going to get the rest later. And we know God is faithful. Amen. So we got a whole lot more coming later. We got a whole lot. Uh, we got a whole lot of things coming later. Amen. And God is faithful. That promise. Right. Praise the Lord. Uh, yeah. Amen. Uh, question eight says, read Joshua one verses one and three. And then chapter 13 and one and judges one and one and uh, chapter two verses six to 13. And what does Hebrews 4 and 8 confirm? Uh, Brother Ernie, go ahead. Joshua is not giving people rest. I'm going to go on this war and that war, this fight mm-hmm. and that fight. Right. And because of that, after Joshua died, the people turned to Baal. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't giving rest 
Right. Yeah. So uh, without without leadership, uh, that's why uh, that's why the people of God are always referred to as sheep. Because yeah. sheep sheep need a shepherd. Amen. Sheep need to be led. Amen. Sheep, you, if you put sheep out in the field, they'll, they'll just wander all over the place. Amen. You have to go out and get them. You have to go out and find them. Amen. They need leadership. We need leadership. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, did you have something else? <laughs> yeah. Praise God. I ended up putting the promised land was not the end of the promise. Right. Um, yeah. And they got to their destination, but Christ has something more for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times it's good for us as Christians because we feel like I'm in the door, I'm in church, uh, I'm not going to hell. Good now. Chill out. <laughs> you know? But when they did that, like Brother Ernie said, they drifted backwards. You're either. There is no stationary in this spiritual walk. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. There is no, oh, I know God. I'm just not going to show up to church for a while. I'm good. No, you're moving backwards. Right. You know, and, and you're, you're, you're in a constant state of motion. So that's a good thought. So that's Amen. Anybody else? All right. Let's go on to the next segment. Uh, Hebrews 4, 10 to 11. The work of resting. The work of resting. According to John chapter 6, verses 28 to 35, what work must those who follow God do? And it says, see also uh, Galatians 3, uh, verses 1 to 3. So uh, what work uh, do we need to do to, to follow God? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Bob. God. Amen. How do you understand that we must strive to enter that rest? Amen. 
we're basically building our, everything we do is, you know, in, in that sense is building our faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Anybody got anything else? Question 11 says, according to Second Peter 1 and 4, what are two results of believing and obeying God's promises. Liz? Amen. Amen. Partaking of the divine nature or, or, or the divine power of God in your life. Amen. And escaping corruption. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Not to mention the benefit that comes with that language. Right. Yes. The attitude says, Whosoever shall uh, hear these words of mine and do them, I will liken him unto a man who built his house on a solid rock. Yeah. Amen. Uh, the next section is respecting the word of God, Hebrews 4. 12 to 13 verse 12 I mean question 12 says what qualities of God's word do you find in uh, chapter 4 verse 12 the qualities of God's word uh, brother Ernie amen yeah that's Word of God is alive. Yes. Amen. Word of God can judge you. It can slice you open and then show you something that you never saw about yourself. Amen. Uh, that's why James referred to it as the mirror, looking into a mirror. We look into the mirror of the Word of God. Sometimes we don't look so good. Sometimes <laughs> I know, I know. I've looked into the Word a few times, and oh God, I'm I'm guilty of that. Amen. Uh, that's what it's designed to do, though. Praise God. Mm-hmm. The words that he spake over 2,000 years ago and the words that come out of his word, which is the living word, are no less spirit and no less life today. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I thought about what you said at the teacher's meeting the other day uh, about it being like a scalpel. Um, like it can cut without tearing up everything. Mm-hmm. And your skin is a natural border, a boundary, where 
some stuff can. Yeah. But when you cut it, it opens it up and gives it away. And isn't it amazing how all the hidden things in our heart, the past anger in our heart, resentment, all that other stuff, you're sitting down and preaching, get to preaching, and you like, get out my business and things like that because it, it makes yeah. you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like you're getting somewhere that I don't want you. I'm happy to be hating this person. I've been hating this person for 20 years. I'm pretty good at it, you know? And, and that's how we are. But that it's living and it's active. It's, it's speaking to us. So it's amazing how when somebody's preaching, and I listen sometimes when I'm listening uh, online or listening to some pastors that I listen to, how you can sit there and as people are speaking, the word that is coming out will start judging some things on the inside of you. And that's why it's important to be in good biblical-centered churches is because there's a lot of stuff out there that makes you feel good, but it really doesn't cut down to anything. It's just like scratching the surface, Mm -hmm. and you really don't enjoy the benefits of change. Amen. Have you ever been reading in the Word or maybe meditating on the Word and, and, you know, like listening to the Holy Spirit and... And an, an old childhood memory is dredged up that uh, uh, that you that maybe the God presents it to you to deal with it. Uh, Stacy said she would appreciate prayer. Pastor Pentecost has been admitted to the hospital. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we'll we'll stop right here and uh, pray for uh, Pastor Charles Pentecost. God, we pray for Pastor Pentecost, Lord, uh, that you would uh, help that issue with his heart, Lord. God, that you would uh, that you would touch him, Lord. You are the great physician, Lord. We were talking about your word being a scalpel, Lord, and we just pray, Lord, that your hand would touch him right now, oh God, and give him healing, Lord, in that uh, issue that's going on in his body, Lord. And we appeal to your stripes, Lord Jesus, that by his stripes that Pastor Pentecost is healed, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I think we already covered a little bit of uh, question 13. What does the word of God do? Because as we're talking about how it exposes a lot of things on, on our insides that we didn't even know was there. Let's move on to question 14, uh, which is focusing on verse 13. Uh, how could verse 13 uh, a be a warning? Right. Amen. So even though it hurts when he calls you out, or the gospel calls you out, the Holy Spirit calls you out, the enemy really has listened to your sermons or anything, and something makes you go, ouch, now that sucks. Mm. But you can also take comfort in knowing that he sees that, he knew that was there already, but he still wants you and he still loves you. Right. Anybody have anything to add to that? Brother Ernie? Right. Yeah. You know, to some people, if you don't get caught, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, if the pastor didn't see it, I'm good. God sees everything. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of criminals, you know, uh, they don't realize that there's cameras on every street corner now. And and there's cameras all over the place. And 
there's always a story in the news of someone getting caught on camera. Amen. They, they, they thought they were uh, getting away with it. Amen. But they were getting recorded. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, question 15 says from uh, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, what do you learn about God that has an impact on you personally? How does this relate to you? Nothing's hidden. God sees everything. Amen. God is. God is a blessing. Amen. And he's right there with you every step of the way. A lot of people get uh, sidetracked by being under these circumstances, you know. Let's try to live on top of our circumstances in Christ. Amen. Amen. Someone have anything else? Brother Bob? so involved with his job that he neglected his family totally mm. to the point where he was at work while his daughter was getting married. And, uh, you know, I was oh, able wow. to minister to this person, uh, thanks to the Lord, because he, he had this sorrow on his face. Mm. And I said, there's nothing you can do about the past. But you can do something from here on. Mm. You can make it up. And I believe I shared a lot of ways that he could make this up. And uh, it, his, by the time he got done, his confidence was uh, changed somewhat. You know what I mean? Amen. It's like, uh, there's nothing you can do. So try, try from here on, you know? Right. Amen. There's, there's 
came since I've been 22 years old. I've worked in corporate America, and I have seen a lot of people neglect their families and use for the excuse of neglecting their family, but I'm putting a roof over their head and clothes on their back. I've seen people miss their children's birthday parties so they could work, and they made for that the excuse that they were doing things for them. Subsequently, many of those people lose their families, and the American culture always has it going, always has it going. And you know me, I'm, I'm always doing something, but I purposely, like Brother Dave said, work the rest. I have purposeful times where I'm not, where. Yeah, but you have yes. eight nights. You yeah. have with your children. I've yeah. been with you at. Yeah. Yeah. like on a hamster on a wheel and money's your only focus. You're working for money. You're working for this. If I work a little harder, maybe they'll give me the promotion. And then you're mad when they don't give you the promotion. You know what I figured out? When I stopped doing that, <laughs> stuff started just falling into place. And because we would get mad when I was young, I'd say, look at this joker right here. He's hardly doing anything. He's getting promoted. And we're working our fingers to the bone. And, 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 and they over, they're overlooking us. But they had figured it out. And when I talked to uh, a manager of mine, one of the things, compliments she gave me, is, and she knows all the stuff I do. She knows I'm a pastor. She knows all the other stuff and the ministry stuff. And she, she said, I have to tell you, you're the most well-balanced person that I've ever seen in my life. But that's not that says a lot. That's not without intention. You have to do that intentionally. Because I'll be honest, my life has been out of balance where I've spent more time away. But what helped me is I work in finance and retirement. And as I talk to older people, I get their wisdom because everybody near the end or end of their life, you ask them what's important to them, and all of them say the, say the same thing. I wish I hadn't worried as much. I wish I'd have spent more time with my yeah, family. Yeah. I wish I'd have focused on more important things than working. Oh, yeah. And even in the church, sometimes you get so caught up in the work of the Lord that you forget about the Lord of the work. You're doing God's work, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. but you're not really spending any time with him, and it's not effective. And, and so even in our leadership here, uh, as I was asking Brother Dave and him last night, y'all pray for me and, and, and things like that. And when I hand things over, pray. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Don't let me sit up here and let me kill myself and, and, say, and don't say, hey, man, we, we, can get, we got 2023 coming up if we live. You know, you right. need to, we, <coughs> we can wait to get there. Right. You have to work. And I've shut my mouth. There's a place over at uh, in another country, and they, they eat natural food. The last place where they really eat natural food is an island place. And they ask them, do you have, and they, they get on a natural clock. They don't have any light. They go to bed when the sun goes down. They get up when the sun comes up. And they begin to ask them, did they have any insomnia? They don't even have a word for it. They don't even have a word. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they because their culture hasn't been invaded with this 24-hour news cycle, constant social media, constantly worried about what a, what this politician or that person is doing, and it really doesn't equate to anything in your life, <laughs> and you miss the one thing to get in God and get some rest. Sometimes when I can sneak away or for lunch break, Robin and I. So, so people yeah. like that don't really just don't care about, you know, the time or what, you know. They focus on the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. And that's how Satan gets you. 
the thief comes but to kill, steal, or destroy. And lust, most people think lust is physical. Lust is just the lust of the eye. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to have anything to do with any tawdry or lure. It's just wanting more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing. The more lust gets, the more it wants. You want 5000 in the bank. Now you got five. Now you need 10. You get 10. Now you need 20. You need this, you need out of debt. Now you have this nice house. You got a nice three-bedroom house. It's 1,200 square feet. Next thing you know, Jerry got a 1,500 square foot house. Your house ain't big enough. Now your boss got a 2,000 square foot house. Now you're working all your time trying to keep up with somebody else. And here's the thing. Mortgage. Do you know what mortgage literally means? Mort, mortician, death, gauge, grip, death grip. You spend your entire time working, trying to to pay for a home that you're never in because you're working all the time. And then when you finish paying it off, you die. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody else gets what you work for. Really, that is the bottom line, right? Really. We are robbing ourselves of rest because of lust and greed and wanting more. The biggest thing my spiritual father would always tell me, the main thing I want to live is to have a quiet and peaceful life. That's it. If I can wake up and I got kids and my kids love me and my wife loves me and the bill collector's not knocking at my door, I might not have a million that's knocking at my door to drop off a million dollars, but I can sleep at night and when I want a hamburger, I can go get one, even though I don't need to. But that's a quiet in a peaceful life, and that's all we should seek. And, uh, and my pastor friends, if my pastor friends are listening to this, pastors are killing themselves. Mega churches only make up about, if every mega church in America closed right now, it would be about 2.5% of churches in America. The average church is 40 to 60 members. We kill ourselves trying to be like the people on TV, feeling that we're insignificant. If we don't have a thousand people walking in the door, instead of looking at what we have and rejoicing that there is somebody that that is allowing us or that they feel the call of God to let us shepherd them, that's a privilege and pastors are depressed because they don't rest. Because they feel like if nobody's showing up to church, I'm a failure and they're always trying to compete. And Jesus is saying, come to me, I'll give you rest. And most times when you quit trying, they start coming. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know, that's important. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Amen. It's all right. Amen. I mean, I, uh, I've been encouraged uh, tonight. A lot of good stuff's been said. Uh, amen. And 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 it wouldn't coming out of my mouth. So you know, <laughs> I like. <laughs> Pat. Right. <laughs> um, you know, we ourselves sometimes don't have that rest because we won't let it 
Right. Exactly. Lord God, that we're carrying heaven 
We weren't designed to carry those burdens, and we give them up to you, Lord God, right now. Every person who's walked through the doors of this church, Lord God, Lord God, that we have been striving with, and Lord God, they have struggled, Lord God, we felt the the pain and the, Lord God, the pressure to try to make them do right, Lord God. We release that right now, God. You turn their heart to them, how, to you, however you want to do it, God. We release them to you in the name of Jesus. Do in their heart what our logic, what our talking can never do, Lord God. What our pleading can never do, God. Do whatever you have to do to bring them to you. We turn them over to you yes. in the name of Jesus right now. Lord God, turn everyone Thank you. Saved, Lord God. Thank you. Help us to Hallelujah. release that need to control Thank you. and realize that we're not in control of anything. Hallelujah. It's you, oh Hallelujah. Lord God, are sovereign. And it is you, Hallelujah. God, that make all things happen in your time. Lord God, give us peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Oh God, give us peace for those of us who are falling into pieces right now, God. I feel a heaviness, Lord God, for those who are feeling overburdened and overwhelmed and trying to pretend like they have it all together. God, right now, release them from that in the name of Jesus, that they can be honest and say, I can't hold up under the stress and the pressure. I have to say I can't do it and be okay with not being all things to all people, and I leave it all to you. Yes. In the name of Jesus, God, I release this church to you. It's not my job to make this church grow, God. It's your job to make this church grow. Jesus. It's not my child's job to solve every problem. God, you are the problem solver. In the name of Jesus, God, Lord, use us and bind us all together as a collaborative, as a collective group. Lord God, that we each one do what you are calling us to do. That this city and this state will be blessed by what you are doing in this place. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe it and we receive it and we declare it in the name of Jesus according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God shout, Amen. Amen. If you got free, somebody Hallelujah. shout, I'm free right now. If you're listening online, you can type later, I'm free in Jesus' name. I declare that you are free in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace that you are blessed in the city, blessed in the field. When you come and when you go, thank you for this word that Brother Dave has facilitated today.